Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Shmuel Aleph. That's the first book of Samuel. <clears throat> and we are about to begin chapter 10. At the end of our last chapter, we uh, ended the encounter. We were at, I'm sorry, we were at the ending of the encounter between Shaul, the future King Saul, and the prophet Shmuel. Um and Saul and his his uh, young uh, servant boy were um, had been looking for their donkeys, uh, the fa- the Saul's father's donkeys, and they ended up taking a detour, meeting Shmuel. And Shmuel has um, just informed Saul that at the at the last verse, as they're walking out of the city, as he's escorting them out of the city and on their way home, he says, "Ashmiacha, I am going to tell you the word of God." And what the ne- the next thing he does is what we're about to read, chapter ten, verse one. Vayikach Shmuel et Pach Hashem. And as soon as he told tells Saul that um, I'm going to tell you the word of God, he takes out a uh, vial of or a flask of oil. Vayitzok al rosho, and he pours it onto Saul's head in order to um, um, demonstrate to Shaul that he is going to be anointed a leader. Vayishakeu, and he kissed him. And he said, "Hello, um, Behold, this is the reason why I am kissing you and anointing you is because God has chosen you. God has anointed you to be a leader over His His inheritance, His people. Now, uh, the, the, deliberately, Shmuel here chooses the language Nagid as opposed to Melach. Nagid meaning a leader or a, a ruler of sorts." But it does not deliberately did not use the term melech king, which hints to what we had mentioned in the previous chapter as well, that it seems like Shmuel's intention was to kind of create Shaul as a set him up as more than the shofate, more than the judges that that have been leading the people for the last few hundred years, which Shmuel will and be the last one of those but less than an actual king to so somehow fulfill the people's words, but not them. And again, he deliberately chooses the term Nagid here. And, but then he continues to say, Remember, uh, just to remind you, on the trip uh, to this place the, that brought Saul and his servant here, um, on the way, at first, uh, Saul said, we need to stop looking for the donkeys and go home because my father is worried about me. This was one very positive thing that we saw, that Saul was sensitive to his father's feelings and sensitive to, to what's important to his father and um, that he was ready to do anything he needed to do to search for the donkeys. But but when he realized that it would be more important to go home because his father would be more worried about him than the donkeys, he said, let's go home. The other thing we saw that Saul had respect for the prophet so that when the servant said, let's go see the prophet, Saul said, well, we don't have anything to give him. Um, so, uh, and, and then he found the, 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 the boy had a, some silver to give him. So um, these were positive things that we saw from Saul. And... Um, when Shmuel tells Saul the things that he's about to say, we're going to see kind of like a backward replay of it all, in which Shmuel is acknowledging that Saul's concerns were legitimate and appropriate and signs of a person who is considerate of others. So, when you leave today from me, in other words, when you take leave of me, as you're about to do, 
Umatsasa, you're going to find Shnei Anoshim, two people, Im Kivurat Rochel, that are together, that are now at the place of, of the burial of Rachel, which is in Bethlehem. So that's where they are now. But you will meet them as they go, Bigvul Binyamin Bitzeltzach. You will meet them as they approach the border between the the uh, land of Judah and the land of Benjamin, the tribe of Yehuda and Binyamin, in the place called Tzeltzach. That's where you will meet them. And they will tell you, the donkeys have been found, the those donkeys that you went to look for. So don't worry, your, your mission has been fulfilled. And your father by now has com- forgotten about, he's left aside the issue of the donkeys. And he's worried about you. Lamar saying, What am I going to do about my son? What happened to my son? Because he's gone now several days. So he's worried about you, as you said. And again, validating Saul's concerns. Um, and then you will continue from there, and we'll continue on your journey home. And you will come to the Elon, and Elon is a, is a type of tree, uh, translated often as a terebinth, but a large tree that was a, uh, at, which is at Tovar, this place of Tovar. So a tree must have been a landmark of sorts. <laughs> And there you will find three men that are olim elho elohim beitel that are on their way up towards literally this means towards the god or the place where people worship God in Beit El. Beit El, as we know, is the place where um, uh, Yaakov, the Jacob, back in Genesis days, um, slept and saw the vision of the latter. Is a place where there was clearly a a, a bama a um, an altar, and the people were on their way to worship God there. Now, again, emphasizing the point that at this point, the tabernacle at Shiloh was no longer functioning because that ended when the ark disappeared and when the family of Eli disappeared a couple of chapters ago. And now the ark is set in a different place, which we'll get to in a minute. And these people would be carrying three um uh, goats, and one of them will be, ca- and I'm sorry, one of them will be carrying three goats, baby goats, and one will be carrying three um, uh, loaves of bread, and another one will be carrying a jug of wine. So they'll have wine, um, uh, goats, they'll have uh, food to eat and, and wine to drink, and they will greet you in peace. And they'll give you two pieces of bread. You'll take it from them. So don't worry. You will be supplied with food. Trust me, it'll be fine. So, and this reminds us again of the food that that Shaul was worried about when they were turning towards meet the prophet. They said, he said, remember then that we don't have any bread, right? So Shmuel is, is acknowledging that concern of his and saying, don't worry, there's bread. And after that, you will reach the the givat, the hill or the high place of God. Now this is the place where the Aron Kodesh, the uh, Holy Ark, was residing. Remember, we learned a few chapters ago that the after the Ark returned from the Philistines, it was placed um, in the in in uh, in a place where uh, a man named Yehoshua was uh, watching it and guarding it, and this was on a high place. So you're going to go there. But now, years later, even though Shmuel had led the people in a victory against the Philistines, 
the Philistines were again encroaching on the people and were again asserting their control over the people of Israel. And at that place where the ark was standing, there was a garrison, Asher Shom Pilishtim. There there are the officers, the, the military leaders of the Philistines are, are located in that place, uh, watching over the holy place of the Israelites um, to assert their dominion over the Israelites and to uh, put, keep them in servitude. And this is one of the reasons why Saul is being called upon to be king, to get rid of the Philistines, to, to, to get rid of this, um, their overlordship. When you come to that, the town that is in that place where the ark is, and you will meet, you will uh, uh, meet a, a group of prophets that are coming down from the high place. In other words, they will have completed their worship uh, at, at the Bama, at the altar, and they're coming down from there, and in front of them there will be playing Nevo, Vitofa, Khalil, Vchinar. These are four musical instruments. A lyre and timbrels and flutes and harps. Vehema misnabim, and in this, um, in the singing and dancing, and they after the the ecstasy that they achieve while they're worshiping God at the altar, they will be prophesizing. Now, what does this mean? Prophesizing misnabim, meaning uh, here it doesn't mean from the language of of not to speak. They will be speaking words of holiness, spiritual words. They will be engaged in spiritual activities and and tapping into that wisdom that comes from that close relationship with God in, in a joyous atmosphere. And the Spirit of God will then rest upon you as well, Saul. And you will speak prophecy together with them. You'll become a different man. What we're sensing here is, is what Shmuel is telling Shaul is something that we were sensing until now. Shaul seemed until now to be to be a, a tall, strong, good-looking man. He was a loyal son. He was hardworking. He was respected. He was had all these qualities. He was even had the qualities of humility, which we've seen uh, demonstrated several times. But now, but we didn't see any spirituality. We didn't see any relationship with God. So here Shmuel is saying, I acknowledge all of your 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 human needs and your human uh, um, um, attributes. But here, after that, after the, you know, you're, you're, you're told about that your mission for the donkeys is done, your father needs you, you're, you have food and water and food and wine. Now you can go and now you need to bring that to the next level. You need to bring God into your life. So, when these signs happen to you, I say, I might have skipped the last few words of verse 6, and you will become a different person, Shmuel says. You will become a different person, you will, you will achieve that level of spirituality. When these signs that I am telling you happen to you, now, because God is with you, you can do as your as you find and see fit. In other words, now once you have you attach spirituality to your physical attributes, and you bring God into the picture, now you can trust yourself to make decisions because now God is with you. And I want you to. Uh, after, after that, you want to, before I travel, you travel to Gilgal, right? And I will go join you at Gilgal. Gilgal is the famous place where Joshua had set up camp when the people first entered the land. 
um, and it was the home base for the conquering of the land. So it, it's an appropriate place to start off a new monarchy, just like it was the place where the beginning of the settlement of Israel occurred. And I will come down and join you there, to make a public celebration of your inauguration as the leader. Then we will bring uh, burnt offerings to God, and bring peace offerings to God. Shivat Yamim Tochel You'll be waiting there for seven days until I get there to join you. When I get there, I'll let you know what we're going to do and how we're going to do this. And it was, As soon as Saul turned his shoulder, turned away from Shmuel to go, to walk and, and do this, God already gave him a new heart. The Spirit the 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 um um and this this is is being presented in a positive way Saul was already a different person he 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 just left the the um mindset his his soul left the mindset of being a simple plain person who doesn't deserve to be the leader to being someone who recognizes that he has the potential to soon become the leader of the people of Israel. And on that day, all of the signs occurred just as Shmuel had described them. So eventually, after all those things happened, they did make it to the Aron, to the uh, place where the um, Ark was resting uh, at Giva. And behold, there was, just as Shmuel had predict, predict, predicted, there was a group of prophecies that greeted him, Elohim, and the um, spirit of God um, got a hold of him, and Saul among them was became the spiritual person. And what was interesting here is is that people knew Saul. He was known for the qualities that he had, but no one knew him as a spiritual person. No one had knew that he had that aspect of him, uh, of his personality. So, by he called Yodome at Moshoshom, that everyone that knew him from the previous days, the you know the, his his days before, and now he's just standing with the with the prophets and he's prophesying, right? People said one to another, What happened to the son of Kish? Hagam Shaul Banavim is Saul also among the prophets? Like, what happened to him? You know, something we've never expected to see Saul do. All of a sudden, we see that spiritual side of him. We see that suddenly now he became this this uh, spiritual um, uh, uh, person among the prophets, singing and 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 saying these these words and so on, speaking of godly matters. Bayan Ish Misham. And uh, another person uh, that was in that was there watching and listening to the people talk, and he said, "Who is their fathers?" And I'm gonna y- use Rashi's explanation of what this question means. In other words, what's the big surprise? To, if it does is does it, does it require a hereditary? Uh, um, a father who's a prophet, so that you should be a prophet. Who's the father of all of these prophets? These are people that achieved a level of spirituality, a level of holiness. 
And so, so could Saul. Why not? Just like everyone else. Why does that such a surprise to you? Because of this exchange and this discussion, it became just a, a saying, a proverb among the people. Whenever you saw a person who you never expected he would be the one that fill in the blank. So people would say, Hagam is Saul one of the prophets too? Because this became just a, a manner of speech. Eventually Saul became a, fa- a famous person, but people remembered this incident. And, and that became a proverb uh, among the people. Vayichalmi is not both. And he, he ended this, this, this time of prophecy, meaning he stopped, uh, after, uh, he left, he took leave of this group. Vayavoh Obama, and eventually he came, and then he, he turned and went towards the altar. Vayomer, Dod Shaol. And the uncle of Shaol, said to him, a love said to him, Biel Naro and his son, Onhalachtem, where did you go? You uh, where have you been this entire time? You know, because this was and remember, Giva was uh, the place where Saul had started. Giva is uh, is the place where he was from. And remember also Giva, and don't forget that Giva is also the place where the awful story of the concubine that ended the book of Judges happened. So now we have a, a Benjaminite who was a member of the tribe that had committed that awful deed from the actual town where that awful deed happened is about to become the leader of the people. And instead of having a group of people doing something so awful that is unspeakably awful things that had occurred with the, the rape and murder of the concubine, now we have a group of people that are prophets worshiping God. So Anhalachtem, he said to them, so where did you go? We guys disappeared this whole time. Remember, they were all af- the family was afraid for their well-being after they didn't come back right away. So Vayomu Levakesha, that's knows. We went to search for the donkeys, Vanir Eki Ayin, and we could not find them. We, we, wherever we looked, we, could, we looked and they weren't there. Vanavo El Shmuel, and eventually we went to Shmuel, to Samuel, the prophet, to see if maybe he could help us find them. Vayomer Dod Shaol, and the uncle of, of Saul says to him, uh, 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 says to him, Hagida So when you got there to Samuel, what did he tell you? So now you'd expect Shaol to say, well, he told us a lot of strange things because he told me that I was going to be the next leader of Israel. But um, that's not what he said. Vayomer Shaol al Dodo, and Saul said to his uncle, Hagid Higid Lanu, he told us. It's not to worry, because the donkeys have already been found. But Saul didn't say anything about being the king. That which Shmuel had spoken to him. Shmuel did not tell him this is a secret. But Saul didn't tell his family about it. And again, most of the commentaries look at this as a sign of modesty. That Shaul wasn't about. He said, "You know, Shmuel said, when I come to Giva, I will um, tell you what to do.' He didn't say, um, you know, that he has to go announce himself the king or anything like that. He's waiting for the prophet to come and give him instructions as how to take over. Shaul didn't let it go to his head, at least at this point in his career, that now I'm the king and therefore I'm going to be the king. I have to do something to establish that fact on the ground." And he didn't even tell his family. So this, we're going to stop here and we'll learn the second half of chapter 10 in the next podcast um, as we learn about how the um, people uh, gathered under Shmuel and, and how the, the, as the process of the inauguration of Saul, of Shaul, 
continues. Thank you so much for studying together. Looking forward to studying the rest of this chapter with you and, of course, the rest of this beautiful book of Shmuel.